Hello everyone and welcome to the Clockwork Cantina episode 152. I'm one of your hosts Josh Nano2 and this is the other host of this show. I'm DT3. What's going on everyone? Hello. Hi, hi, hi. Greetings my friends. How are we all doing today? Hope you're all doing well. Uh hope you're ready for a good long show. We have things to talk about. We have news. In the second half of the show we will be talking about DC Comics The Authority Part 1 cuz we split it in half. Um, uh, and yeah, that's what we'll be doing for today's show. Also, 152 episodes. It is crazy that we have done this show for so long. I'm so glad we get to, I'm so glad we get to every, every week or about every week when there's not things going on. Get on here, talk the news with you guys, talk the news with one of my best buds, DT over here. And, uh, occasionally when we have a guest to be on as well to talk that kind of stuff, so. We did last um, week with our friend Baba. Yeah, which was absolutely a blast, and Baba was great on the show, and we all hope you enjoyed her, because we enjoyed her being here, and she will definitely yeah. be back in the future. Um, also, Baba stream win. Um, <laughs> it's about what everybody's been asking her since she's been here, since she came on, you know? Yeah. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. Um... Let's just go ahead and uh, hop into it, DT, unless there's anything you want to chat about, my friend, before we hop into it. Uh, but what have we been doing the past week, DT? What have, what have you uh, got, so my friend? So over the past week, I have, uh, as always, continued to watch my movies for, you know, the daily movies that I try to do. Mm-hmm. So I watched EO. I watched Desperado. I watched Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I watched The Lord of the Rings animated 1978 film, which was a trip to watch. Uh, I watched this horror movie called Hush. And then lastly, this uh, German science fiction expressionism film from 1927 called Metropolis. That movie is crazy to watch because I, I mean, well, especially knowing what happens over there at the, at the time, right? Like, you know, the mm-hmm. Nazis were formed in 1920 and that movie came out in 1927. You know, it was, it was around that time period. But also, it's it's crazy to watch because that movie is a silent film, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't remember the last time I watched a movie that was a silent film where it's like, here's an, you know, they have intermissions and it's like, they throw up like, you know, dialogue on the screen sometimes or you know like you know and it's it's, it's like nuts dude it's it's nuts watching something like that now you know because mm-hmm. i just haven't seen anything like that in, in like you know a very long time so it's it's uh yeah it, it, it's crazy but um but yeah those are the movies i watched and then uh tv show wise uh mando Obviously keeping up with that. Bad Batch, obviously keeping up with that. Uh, Ted Lasso started season three. Good to have that show back because, you know, love it. It's fantastic. Um, That was fun. And then I watched episode two of True Detective. I'm like averaging an episode of a week for that show. <laughs> you know, I try to try to get one in, but uh, it's, it's good, man. It's uh, It's real good. Uh, you know, shout out to Alexandra Daddario if you know what I mean. If you know what I 
man, that was I was not. I, I anyway. But aside from that, the show is pretty good though. Uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey are 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 killing it in that. Uh, looking forward to watching the rest of that. And then video game wise, been playing Fortnite, played a little bit of Overwatch, played Apex for the event. Um, been playing more y- Yakuza Zero. I should be wrapping that game up tomorrow, I believe. Um, so tomorrow on stream, I'll probably be finishing that up. But videos have been going up on YouTube, so the whole playthrough is going to be on there as always with most of the games that I do. Um, uh, had a few sponsored streams for War Thunder that I did. Uh, Exo played a little bit of the Exo Primal beta, which that game was pretty fun. I uh been having fun with that one. I've enjoyed it. I think the beta ends today though, or if if it isn't already over. But uh, yeah, that's been enjoyable. I actually was having more fun with that than I thought I was going to. I know Jake mm-hmm. was I know Jake was enjoying that a lot more too. But uh, yeah, it's a fun, fun, fun game, man. Um. Uh, and then lastly, I played a little bit of uh, play a little bit of um, uh, Sea of Thieves uh, on Saturday. Uh, just joining another friend's stream, playing for a little bit. I haven't played that game in a while. They always do, you know, updates and stuff every so often. So it's cool to just go back into it and check it out for a little bit, you know. That's pretty much been what I've been up to. All right. Um, on my end, it has been Mando, obviously, watching Mando. Uh, can't wait till we talk about Mando. Oh, yeah. Um, Ted Lasso is, I'm so glad that Ted Lasso's back. You know, I just, I need it in my life, man. Need it. Need it. Um, uh, for... <laughs> A long time. Uh, And yeah, those are like the only shows I've watched. uh, Really. I haven't watched any movies. Can you believe I've gone a whole week without watching a single movie? It seems so weird. I also missed Bad Batch. Uh, I meant to watch it, but just this past week's been a little busy. Um, uh, So I will probably watch it after the after we're done with the podcast. Um, uh, my main things the past two weeks have been the Diablo 4 beta because a certain Kentucky colonel was like, hey, come get a chicken sandwich. We'll give you a code, right? And you can get into the... Yeah. They call it an open beta, but it's like a closed open beta, right? It's weird. Um, right. The open beta is supposed to be starting what? Like this upcoming week? Yeah, yeah. It'll be this yeah, upcoming actually. weekend. Uh, so this past weekend was like... If you pre-ordered the game or had one of the KFC um, uh, code beta codes they give you, you could play this weekend. I know myself and our boy Majin Sean hopped on, and some of our other friends, Phenom, Winner, all hopped on the and and played up at different points in the beta. I played a barbarian, a barbarian, uh, in, 
Comma, 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 Barbarian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Diablo 4 beta, I played Barbarian. Uh, was fun, had a lot of fun. Hit level 21. Uh, so I unlocked my wolf backpack, which is like kind of like the whole reason I, I played it. And I, I want to check out Diablo 4 and see how it's coming along. So uh, I had fun with it. Uh, obviously, I had issues with uh, as any massively hyped up thingamajig does as in login queues i know there were a lot of people streaming it they got login queues uh i got login queues a couple that first day a lot uh and there were bugs that happened you know like i was talking to an npc at one point and the dialogue bugged and i couldn't continue and i had to alt it for the game and when i went nice. to log back into the game i had to wait and queue again um so that was kind of like that first day was a little rough after that it's still kind of... They're still working out some kinks. It's still a little laggy and stuff, but the the gameplay's fun. The art's good to look at. I like it. I think I like how it looks more than Diablo 3. Um, um, I kind of... I, I think I like the skill tree a little bit more. Um, overall, I had fun. I got, to, I got to play with Majin a little bit, and that was fun, playing with your homies. Um, the other thing I've been playing, and this is actually taking up the majority of my time, is WWE 2K23. Now, guys, you know last year I played 2K22, and I'm not one of those guys that buys a sports game every year. But they improved it so much from last year to this year because I really wanted to do GM mode, which I did a little bit in Discord the other night. Uh, DT was there, and some of the others were there, and we were just laughing at some of the crazy things that happened during the GM mode. And I've just been having a lot of fun playing it. Um... I'd probably be playing it right now if we weren't doing the show, but we're doing the show, so gotta gotta temper that that urge to boot it up in the background while we talk about this. <laughs> Not to do that, um, but I'm gonna. I'm definitely having a lot of fun with that. I played like 20 hours the past week, um, and then the last thing I've done is I cleaned up the 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 workshop with my old dad, my my old man, my dad, and I cleaned up the workshop. We kind of share the workshop space and. As you guys know, I, I'm a dice maker, but I haven't been making a lot of dice in the wintertime because it's just so cold out in the workshop. So it's kind of gotten a little dirty in there, and uh, I kind of rearranged and redid some stuff in there to kind of get ready to make some dice. I did make a set of dice, but they have not been cleaned, polished, inked, any of that stuff. Um, because it's just... It, it, we had a cold snap again, and it's really cold, and I'm just... If I'm going to do something... I want to be comfortable while doing it. So, um, uh, I will be getting back to that relatively soon, as soon as this weather kind of straightens out, which I think it's going to in the next few days. We got some like 70s and 60 degree days coming. So, it's going to be good. Um, so that's kind of all that I've been up to the past week, DT. That's, that's it for me, my man. Um, cool. not a cool. not a whole lot of variety, but a lot of the same. You know, a lot of WWE for sure. Um, let's go ahead and hit the the gaming news. What do you say, DT? Should we do it? Let's do it. I suppose. I suppose. <clears throat> what do we got first, my friend? All right, so first piece of gaming news we have today is that Tron Identity has got an April release date 
and a new gameplay trailer. Cool. I've been kind of curious about a, this. Thing. I haven't seen it. Got a minute. It's a minute long. Let's uh, check it out whenever you're ready. Yeah, let me cue up this video, guys. Whoop, started playing. That's not what I want. Reset that and uh, up. Okay, I'm ready. Sorry. All right, ready? Three, two, one, go. Tron Identity. Oh boy, not not puzzles. Oh no. Yeah, definitely not my strong suit. Eliminate the truth. Eliminate the truth. April eleventh, available or wish list now. Going to be available on the Nintendo Switch as well as Steam. Coming out on April eleventh. Uh, so yeah, there it is. The trailer description says it's. Uh, it says, enter a new grid and forge alliances via a visual novel gameplay, uncovering truths about identity disc puzzles, make critical decisions, and plot your own course in a world without a creator. So there you have it. Y you know what would be, like, what I was thinking of as, like, we're getting all these, like, survival games, like, we're getting a Dune survival game, and we're getting, like, you know, Nightingale and all this other stuff. I'm like, man, how cool would it be to have like a strong survival game, man? I don't know how that would work exactly, but that'd be that'd be cool, man. Or or yeah. Tron RPG or something, you know? Just something to kind of get in that world. Yeah, it yeah. could fit. It could fit in just about any genre. I feel like you could have a shooter, you could have an RPG, you could have just about anything that fits in the Tron world. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. Um. I'm not a visual novel guy. I've never, I don't think I've ever even really played any of them, to be honest. So I don't know how into this I would be or if I'm even going to check it out or not. But uh, I do like the Tron world. Yeah. All right. What do we have next, DT? Moving on from that, we have a. Update on System Shock Remake. The System Shock Remake is going to be launching on PC this May. Uh, May 30th to be exact. It will be available first on Steam, the Epic Game Store, and GOG for at 30, for $39.99, uh, while the PlayStation and Xbox versions will release at an unspecified later date. Um... This game has been in the works in some form since at least 2016. Uh, and now we're getting closer and closer to, you know, it actually being released and actually coming out. So 
you have a release date there's a price there's you know it's coming to pc first and then consoles later but yeah it's cool man this game this game has looked awesome to me uh up until this point i never played the original so i definitely want to try this remake out because it looks pretty awesome um so yeah, yeah i never had cool. it either also Thank good. God it's not another $70 game. I appreciate that, <laughs> you know, like yeah. uh, a price point that's fa fairly reasonable, more than reasonable, really, because a lot of games are $60, too. And this is going to be a $40 game. I've also never played the original System Shock, and I would be interested in checking this out as well when I have the time. Because uh, I know it's very, a very much beloved uh, series by uh, multiple people, so... Definitely want to check that out. All right, moving on from that, we have an Atlas Fallen Rise from Dust gameplay trailer. Cool. So let's, let's check, check this it out. out. We got a few videos here in a row to watch, so let's do this one first. Uh, if you're ready, let's, uh, ready. let's check it out. Three, two, one, go. I have not seen you this yet. I haven't seen it either. Um, but I want to see more about this game because I, I as of right now, it's one of the ones that looks like it could be, like it looks like it has potential, but I just need to see more, you know? Yeah, same. I am the order of this world. I am its rule. You may think you have power. Power. But your struggle is futile. Looks very monster hunter-y, kind of. So there it is, Rise from Dust. It does look very Monster Henry. I was even thinking that with like the big, the big ass weapons they're using too. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks looks all right. I mean, I don't know. It, 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 so far, it's not like blowing me away or anything, but it looks it looks okay. Yeah, I think graphically I it looks good. I, I want to see more. Yeah, I still need to see more because that that like if you're gonna tell me based off of that, like is that something I would want to play? Probably not. I don't know. It, it's. I, I want to see more. I want to see more, like like actual gameplay instead of like just you know here's a trailer, voiceover, and like you know a little bit of gameplay to it. Like I want to see like actual like extended gameplay from it. What's the date on that again? It says May, right? For Alice Fallen. Yeah, May sixteenth. Um, I feel like there should be more out there about this since it just comes out in like a couple months, and that seems like not a lot. A little, a little less than two months, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's next, DT? If we're done with that, 
We have a Remnant 2 Handler class, Handler class uh, revealed, coming to us from IGN. Take a look, shall we? Let's check this out if you're ready. Three, I'm ready. two, one, go. I was not expecting this music, to be honest. I wasn't either. This just reminds me of Dog Me from fucking Fallout. I, I, <laughs> the music is just makes me want to laugh. It's, it, it, I, I was thinking that they were gonna play this music at first and then they would change it, but I, yep, I don't know. <laughs> There it is. But we know what class Phenom's gonna play. Yep. cool yeah i mean the game looks fun <laughs> the but music I, I choice just, was a little <laughs> it, it, yeah the music choice threw me off from the beginning but i mean you know it makes sense dog companionship whatever yep uh no yeah it looks looks cool man this game does this game looks better and better than the first one did like i, like I enjoyed the first one but mm -hmm. this one just looks so much better it's crazy. sure I, right. um, mm -hmm. I, uh, am definitely going to be checking this out at some point, but what I was going to say is the class that I'm going to be trying out is the one we saw last week, the gunslinger. That looks like more my kind of deal. Do we actually know how many classes are supposed to be in this or are they just like revealing them? Uh, let me Google. I'm, I'm actually curious about this. Remnant 2 classes. Um... Uh... That's perks. Uh, a quick Google is not giving me a quick answer, so. I don't know off the top of my head. Well, either way, I'm sure we'll be watching these as they come out. Um, yeah. This game doesn't really have a release date either, right? Does it? No, it just is coming soon. Okay, well, it's fine. Uh, So, yeah, they'll probably still be pumping out 
more of these like class videos and uh check out we'll be checking them out for sure this is a game that is on our radar i mean I, like i said i played a little bit of the first one and it was it was fun um but this one just looks like already even just a little that we've seen looks like it's gonna be Uh, moving on from that, if you got nothing to add on to that, nope, I'm ready. We have a release date reveal trailer for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. So let's check. This is a very quick one, too, only 30 seconds. So let's check it out. Three, two, one. Oh man, slash, slash, we just, we just starting off with getting shanked. Damn. Everybody, everybody's just getting shanked. Oh, chainsaw, there it is. Oh, look at that. Technical test, May 25th, and the official release date, August 18th. All right. Well, they. Just, they they wasted no time. We're going to shank the shit out of you and then give you the date. <laughs> uh, cool. It'll be fun to check out with friends, maybe. That uh that release date is interesting because the events of the first movie took place on August 18th, and that's when they were releasing the game. So that's, that's cool. That's cool. Little little fun little thing that. Um, yeah, I know that like a few of our friends were, you know, looking forward to this game and, you know, I, I don't know how, like, I've played too many of these, like, you know, your survivors and killers kind of games. Like I've played a bunch of those and like, I'm kind of getting to the point with those where like, you know how we got with battle royales a few years ago where it's like, man, we're kind of, there's too many of these now. That's kind of a little bit how I'm feeling with these now. Cause like there's dead by daylight and there's prop night and there's, you know, this game and that game and Friday 13th. And, you know, it's like, there's so many of them now, but you know, if they could, I think the thing with this one is that there's going to be more than one killer. Cause it's going to be Leatherface and like the family, right. Against like survivors or whatever. So yeah, could be interesting. Um, I'll 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 try to see if I can get into the the technical test, um, and then we'll, you know, we'll see how we how we feel about the game from there, and you know maybe if if we if you know if it's good maybe we'll we'll get it, but yeah I'll definitely try to get another technical test and, and try it out. But it's cool that it has release dates now. Yeah. Uh, Techland, the Dying Light Studio, reveals a look at its new narrative-driven fantasy RPG game. So last year, Dying Light 2's uh, studio, Techland, revealed the first look at its unannounced fantasy RPG that's now in development. And now the studio has released another uh, conceptual, conceptual look at the game. Uh, back when 
Techland revealed it was working on his game in May of last year. It referred to the unannounced game as a AAA open world action RPG in a fantasy setting. Today's new concept art, or, or when this came out, uh, when this was posted rather, features a concept art uh, with some additional details, this time with more focus on how the game's the game is narrative driven epic. Uh, the tweet says, We never stop improving. Our newest game is set to be a narrative-driven fantasy epic with an exotic open world ready to be explored. We strive to create a compelling story-focused AAA title that combines and refines the best aspects of gameplay that Techland is known for. So that's pretty cool. I haven't played, uh, you know, Dying Light 2, but Josh and I actually co-streamed uh, the first Dying Light. We had a good time with that one. Yeah. Um, so I'll def we'll definitely be uh, keeping an eye on on this their next game, uh, because you know, a fantasy, uh, epic, exotic open world RPG sounds like it could be good. Uh, right up my alley how, for sure. How they how they do it? So definitely will be uh, keep an eye on that. Like I said. Um, in other news, we, uh, had some pretty, um, pretty rough out of the nowhere news, uh, yeah. that Lance Reddick passed away on Friday, this past Friday. Um, and he was a big part of. Destiny, the video game, and players all over the world have been, you know, paying tribute to him in in in, in the game and and all that. And there's been like, you know, Bungie put out a statement, and and, and you know, you, you see people like in game, you know, just gathering near near the character that he voiced Zavala, and and you know, it's, it's that that is so. Man, so uh, it was so unexpected. It was one of those things that I, when I saw that, I was like, it kind of was like so unexpected. Like you remember, like when it reminded me of like when Chadwick passed away because it was so mm -hmm. like sudden and like like nobody nobody was expecting that or nobody knew that. Man, it was it was it was just one of those like damn, like really, like I, like damn. I still don't even know how. I, I I think I saw somewhere that it was like natural causes or something, but man, like he was so young, dude. He was only sixty years old, bro. Mm -hmm. Like that is that is nuts. So I, I I couldn't believe it when I saw that, man. It was it was, it was just one of those things that's like, damn, that's that's really that 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 that's really a shame, man. It is. But um, you know, rest in power to him. Much love to his friends and family. But uh, you know, it's cool seeing everybody. You know, share their their love, their admiration, their you know fond memories, and and, and just celebrating and saluting the man because he really did seem like a good dude, man. Yeah. 
I know he uh, seemed to really care about the Destiny community. I, th I think he was like a, a player of Destiny. Um, they were saying uh, in some some circles. Uh, so he was like one of us, man. He was a gamer. And it really sucks that you lose somebody that's uh, like a part of... It uh, feels like a part of you because uh, they're a voice. You hear them in, in your games. They're in movies. So they feel like you feel like you have a connection with them, you know, in some ways. Uh, you care about the actors a lot of the times in, in your video games or in your movies. So it really... It was a bummer, man. I, I'm still bummed about it. I was bummed when I learned about it. I was just like, I couldn't believe it. It was another one of those shocking things that happened. And it it just... This, yeah, I was still shocked by it that he's gone. So it was a bummer. It's a real bummer. Yeah. John Wick 4 is going to hit different, man. Mm. It's going to be rough. Because he still has a few... He still has a few other projects that he was in that haven't been released yet. Like... Like John Wick Four supposed to be coming out soon. He's in that. He was in the ballerina spinoff. He did like I think a, a Percy Jackson show on Disney Plus. So he's still he still has stuff coming uh, like like in the in the works that hasn't come out yet, man. So we're still gonna be seeing a, a bit more of him uh, over the next probably couple years here. So yeah, it's a it's a shame, man, because he seemed like a really good dude. Like I said, and uh, yeah. R.I.P. to him. There's another good one that, that's gone too soon. Sure. Um, no easy way to transition out of that one, so we're just going to talk about how we had a new Star Wars Jedi Survivor uh, story trailer today. We do. And I actually already watched this. I reacted to it. Um, so if you guys want to see my first initial thoughts on it, go check it out. It's I also did. The YouTubes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So go check that out. Go check Josh's out. If you guys want to hear our initial thoughts on it. I just, I, 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 I've been waiting on this, man. I, I, mm -hmm. I can't wait. for. I still need to get this game. Like pre-order it or whatever because it's uh, it's gonna happen. Like I, I yeah, I just I just need to you know be able to do it, but it's gonna happen. And it, this game looks phenomenal. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna talk about it. Right? Yes, yeah. I think this trailer was fucking awesome. So let's go ahead and give it a go. If you're ready, Josh, I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. That purge trooper fly out of there. Been a long five years and a shitty novel in between. <laughs> We've tried to resist. Those resistance people look interesting. I like the armor. Yeah. Fear. The frogman, don't hurt the frogman, how dare you? Dude, Ma seeing Marin again? Yes, been it's waiting to see her. And then your boy Greasy Money, let's go! <laughs> Grease, dude! Fuck, I can't wait to play this game, dude! I cannot wait to jump in back into this 
character and then and beat these old friends again Look at Marion using the force of whooping ass. And I think we finally found somewhere the Empire can't reach us. Imagine. No more looking over your shoulder. A place that's worth fighting for. Yeah, it's cool seeing the crew back together again. Man, I'm so ready, dude. I'm so ready to play this game. Same. Can I'm excited, bro. Wait. It's good to see Can't everybody back the... again. And it's really yeah. cool that they kind of are out, at least some of them are out in the world kind of with you. You know, fighting with yeah, you. Yeah, like, like there was a, the, the one with Marin, right? You're talking about? Mm -hmm. That was that was seeing. That, when I saw that, I was like, yo, that is that is a cool new thing that they're, that they're going to be adding, which... Looks like you can do that with multiple characters as well because, uh, you know, you can do it with her and then that, that new character that they showed in the trailer as well that they've shown in the marketing for this game so far. Looks like he's going to be, uh, you know, uh, part of that as well. But, man, I I saw this, got super hype. I was already hyped and excited, but this just made me even more excited. I I, I seriously can't wait to play this damn game, dude. I, I April 28th. We're, you know, about a month away, but dude, mm -hmm. I'm so I'm so ready, bro. I can't wait to play this game, man. I just Yeah, go 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 watch the go watch our reactions, so man. We that uh wanna, that yeah, that other actor's stuff. Charles, right? From Red Dead. Cause that I know his voice. I'm like, that's gotta be him. And then I, I was so as I was watching the trailer, I was thinking, wait a minute, I recognize that voice. And I was like, where I I couldn't remember where I can't remember if he had been in Star Wars before, or if like he was from something else. But I was like, I recognize his voice, but I I don't know where, I don't know where the hell he's from though. But maybe I think it's I'm Charles. Sure. So I've I pulled up the IMDb. It shows the actor that played Charles Smith from Red Dead is in Jedi Survivor. I think that's him, right? Is it, what's that? Do we have that? It says his name here, but I don't. Yeah, could be. That is him. That's him. Yep, that's him. It's Charles. Which is also what's funny is he's Vice Admiral Rampart in the Bad Batch. Ah, that's why I recognize his voice. I was, mm -hmm. like, I, I was like, I recognize him in something, but I couldn't fucking remember what he was in. He's in a lot of things. The dude's prolific. Um, Charles Smith, Vice Admiral Rampart. Yeah, okay, damn. All right. That's our homie. Cool. Oh, now, he, now he's going to be... Uh, this new character as well. Interesting. All right. Yeah, that's cool. Pretty cool. But I was like, that's that's Charles, right? Like when I heard it, I was like, I'm pretty sure I know that. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited as fuck for this game. I can't wait. Um I know you'll be playing it, I'll be playing it. Yeah, I'm gonna be streaming this like day one, dude. I I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Uh, it's not 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 often I get games day one these days, but this is this is definitely gonna be one of them. I, I yeah, I mean, come on, how could I not? But yeah, that looks great. Looks amazing. I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, the last piece of gaming news we have here is that apparently 
Zack Snyder let it slip that he's making a ridiculous scale RPG video game based on his movie Rebel Moon. Uh, so it looks like he's they're building up a Rebel Moon universe over there with uh, with Netflix and and all that because not only is he making the movie, but uh, he also said uh, in an interview that, and I quote. The one thing that I'm having a really good time with, and I don't really know if I'm supposed to talk about it, is this RPG that we're doing that is just literally insane and so immersive and so intense and so huge. Uh, there's more coming, but I'll say, but all all I'll say is that it it was pitched to me because I always wanted to do an RPG. Like, well, we could do it at this scale, or we could do it at a ridiculous scale. Uh, he elaborated further, revealing that the pitched idea for the game. That the that he pitched the idea for the game himself to as an of yet unnamed developer, and hinting that the project is still relatively early in development. So it looks like they got big plans for the Rebel Moon stuff. Uh, the movie is supposed to be coming out this December on Netflix, and they already got all kinds of stuff planned for the future of this franchise that they plan on building over there. Which, you know, could could be cool. Uh, could be interesting. I I I think uh, the way he describes it as a ridiculous scale RPG. Um, I don't I don't. What do we What do we What do you What do you make of that, Josh? Uh, I have no idea. Actually, it just sounds like a buzzword and hype, and I like Snyder. Don't get me wrong, but he feels like he's doing that. He does that with a lot of things. It's like, what do you consider a ridiculous scale? Like, um, well, uh. Like, you know, I just, I, look, I like Zack Snyder. I do. I like some of the stuff he does. I think it's, some of it's good. I think some of it's bad. But for the most part, you know, I like him. But it's like, it just feels very buzzwordy. And like, it's just building hype, right? And it's like, man, I don't even know who your developer is. Uh, ridiculous mm -hmm. scale. Like, what? what does that even mean? Like, you don't compare it to anything else. You just say a ridiculous scale. Okay. Is it supposed to be similar to like, I don't know, a Skyrim? Is that what you mean by ridiculous scale? Is it supposed be to be is it supposed to be something similar to like a Starfield? You, that game's not even out yet. Is that what you mean by ridiculous scale? Uh, like, uh, I'm going to I'm going to take this the way I think probably the majority of us should take it, which is with a grain of salt until you see more or hear more about it. <laughs> Uh, because it 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 just hits me kind of like that respect, respect due to the person that makes movies and is really excited about them, and I get it wants to hype everything up. I'm gonna take this one for a grain of salt, though. Fair enough, fair enough. That makes sense. Because yeah, I mean, like you said, we don't really know anything about it other than, oh hey, we're expanding this universe that we're making with this movie. I don't make mm -hmm. it into a big ass game because I always wanted to make a RPG, so not really a whole lot to go off of. But no, we'll see. And the movie's not even out yet. I am interested in the movie. Like I, I wanna, yeah. wanna check it out. But it might be a big steaming pile. You never, you never really know. Sometimes it's a Which, gamble. <laughs> for those of you who aren't aware, Rebel Moon is the idea that Zack Snyder had for his for his Star Wars movie. That he wanted to pitch the Lucasfilm like back in the day. 
So, you know, obviously couldn't make that happen. So now he just turned it into his own original sci-fi dealio. And uh, we'll see how it is, man. So far from what I've seen, it's 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 intriguing and interesting enough. I like the cast of the movie. Um, So we'll see how it does, right? See how it check it out. I'm, I'm definitely highly interested in it, though. And much like you, I like Zack Snyder, too. My problem with him is that a lot of his movies um, are super long. Like, I like his stuff, but I don't know why he feels the need to make movies that are, like, over two and a half hours long. Um, but, know. yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for Rebel. I'm, I'm looking forward to Rebel Moon. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely but, interested in it. Yeah, I definitely, definitely have uh, some pretty good interest in it. But I'll do it for our video game news. For this week, got some pretty interesting things coming, and... uh. Yeah, I'm just for me. I'm just excited for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, man. I, I yeah, for me that's the big piece of this that. of this week's news. Is like here's a here's a trailer. It's not long. Like to go back to it for just a second. It's not a super long trailer. It doesn't give away a lot. Um, they I think well I think what it says is that they were obviously holding those characters out of the trailers until that book came out to kind of build up to it, and then they put them in this trailer. Um in that trailer so that's my big thing for this this week is like that that trailer is kind of like the the thing that got me excited the most and it dropped today of all places and so make sure to go check out dt's reaction make sure to go check out my reaction to it leave comments and all that stuff on our channels we very much appreciate it yes 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 let us know what you think too in more detail because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious what you guys think for sure over sure yeah, we can move on to TV news if you're good to go. I'm good. Let's hit it, my mans. Alrighty then. So here we go. TV news. So we have the Game of Thrones director, um, Jeremy uh, Pod Podeswa. Podeswa. I believe as as how you say his name. I could be wrong, but I think that's how you say it. Anyway, Jeremy Podeswa, Game of Thrones director is going to be signing on to the Amazon Prime videos Blade Runner uh, 2099 uh, show. Uh, we previously mentioned that this is, this show was going to be a thing. And, um, yeah, they now have uh, a director attached to the project. Uh, he also is best known for um, HBO's Boardwalk Empire, The Pacific, and Apple's The Mosquito Coast. So he's done a lot of HBO stuff, um, which a lot of that stuff is, I mean, pretty uh, like high. Not well, not really high caliber, but you know what I mean. It's more like um, it's up there, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, Game of Thrones and the Warlock Empire, the Pacific. All those were pretty good. I mean, you know, say what you want about Game of Thrones, but at one point or another, it it, it was it was it was good, you know. Yeah. Um and I haven't I was really on... seen too much of Warlock Empire, but I've heard about, I've heard good things about it. I like the first couple seasons of Boardwalk Empire and then kind of like the Game of Thrones thing kind of went down for me. Personally, after a little while, you know, kind of goes downhill a little bit. Um, yeah. But 
but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm kind of, I'm excited for this. I like the Blade Runner world. I have the Blade Runner RPG book. We'll be playing that sometime in the future. Trust me, it is going to happen because I want to. Um, so I think this is pretty exciting, actually, to, to be. A, uh, it's also like Amazon's like, let's make all the TV series for all these major things. Right. We got Lord of the Rings. We got Blade Runner. We're doing fucking this and that on top of that. On top of mm-hmm. the fact that they already have the boys and the Invincible and, you know, all this other cool shit that they already have out. Yeah. I'm going to throw out Jack Reacher, too, because I enjoyed that show. That show was good. I- I haven't seen it, but I but I have heard good things, especially from you. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see how this goes. I uh, I like the Blade Runner universe as well. I'm not like super. I'm not like a, I won't say I'm a super fan or anything, but like I think the I enjoyed the first movie. The second movie was alright. So yeah, we'll, I I haven't seen the anime yet, but you know I haven't heard too much about that to be honest with you. But I'll still check it out. Why not? And then this obviously will be. We'll be watching, so yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on this as well. Um, moving on, we have some more penguin news. More news from the penguin. Uh, HBO series is cast Theo Rossi in the Batman series. Remember last week or a couple weeks ago, we talked about Clancy Brown joining the cast. Mm-hmm. Now we have Theo Rossi, who you guys may remember from. You know various things. Sons of Anarchy. Uh, That's what I know him from. Yeah. Please but, juice. Uh, the eight episode drama show, continuing the Batman crime saga created by Matt Reeves, uh, now has a new character or a new actor uh, in the show. The character details have not been revealed, but uh, he is joining the series, and I think they're doing a pretty good job. I like casting all these people that look like they fit in with the with, with this with the universe. I think so far, Clancy Brown, this guy, like it's, I, I was not like I wouldn't say I'm like super hyped for this show, but I like the the fact that first of all you have Colin Farrell who's like wants to do this. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I like the Batman movie, so I like this universe of the Batman that we're going to be exploring more of. So for those two reasons, I'm, like, I'm super on board with this. And, you know, like I said, the cast is that they've been adding on to it. Like, every every other week, it feels like we're getting all oh, this name and that name. It's like, that's... I'm digging it, man. I'm uh, I'm, I'm digging it, for sure. So I think they're they're doing a pretty good job at at, at building up the show. I know they th- I think they already started filming it as well. So yeah, I'll be uh be checking that out whenever it releases, which I would imagine maybe sometime next year. We'll see. But anyway, cool. I always think it's a good thing whenever you add talent to your show, and I think uh, no, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to add uh, you know somebody like this to your show. He's also going to be like, I've been in a Marvel thing and I have been in a, a DC thing. Because he was in Luke Cage. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So the next thing we have here is very conflicting. Because we got yeah. two different things about it. Um, but what I mean by that is, there was talk of the Willow series being canceled after one season on Disney+. Plus, But then, 
there was clarification that um, John Kasdan uh, tried to, you know, state that it's more of a, he said it's more of a pause as opposed to a uh, cancellation. But he put out a tweet. So I'm going to go ahead and, 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 uh, and read it out. But to be honest with you, there's a chain of tweets that he, that he put out. Um, but the first one says, Dear Willow supporters and vocal opposition, writing to you today, one, preposterously, criminally, and immeasurably lucky fool. The outpouring of kind words, support, and passion for our shabby, idiosyncratic little show has been nothing short of mind-blowing and profoundly moving. Not just for me, but for everyone who worked their butts off on it. We're all uh, inexpressibly grateful and thrilled that you enjoy watching it almost as much as we enjoy making it. Even those of you who didn't enjoy it, yet stuck with it for eight hours to critique each episode and let us know exactly which choices you weren't a fan of, that too is its, is its own incredibly specific form of flattery, and we appreciate it. Um, he mentioned the deadline article about, you know, the, the headline. And he said that, uh, yeah, there's, there's more of, uh, it hasn't been canceled, but, uh, the decision was made last week to release the main cast for other series opportunities that may arise for them in the coming year with all the TV movies and production around the world. It seems unfair to limit an actor's availability without a clear sense of when you're going to need them again. It's further trivialized by the simple reality that the scripts we've been working on require just as many actors from our first season with whom no such contractual hold exists. Nothing prevented Annabelle Davis, for example, from taking on another show, but you better believe Mims appears in every single volume three chapter. If you're asking what this means for a viewer or me as a creator, here's what I think it means. Due to forces much larger and much more intricate than I would ever fully pretend to understand, Production of streaming shows is slowing down across the entire industry. Willow won't resume filming in the next 12 months. Uh, but here's what's equally true. With the enthusiastic and unwavering support of Lucasfilm and Disney, we're, we've developed and written what we hope is a brain-meltingly fun, rich, richer, darker, and better volume two, which builds in the characters and story of our first eight chapters. So he basically put out a few more tweets in a chain of tweets, one after the other. If you guys want to go check that out, you can go check that out. But basically, the gist of it is it's not canceled. They're just kind of putting it on hold. And another reason why this makes sense is because there's supposed to be like a writer's strike coming up, right? Like a lot of no shows idea. are... There, there's, there's, there's supposed to be another writer's strike coming like pretty soon. So there's a lot of uh, shows or or, or you know... And whatnot that are like trying to, f there are some that are trying to film like, you know, as quickly as they can before that happens. Because once that happens, obviously, you know, it's not going to be, not going to get much done at that point. So I have heard about that. Um, and it also makes sense that you don't want to just tell people not to go look for other work when they can go look for other work if they're not going to, you know, have everything up in time for that. But, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just you know, makes sense. Uh, 
I'm not trying to be a shit when I say this, but this exact same thing is what happened with Mindhunter, and then that ended up getting canceled, which is kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. You know, they let the cast go, but they're like, it's not canceled, and then like a year later, it was like, turns out it is, you know? Like, I mean, that very well could happen with this show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, And like, I don't know, I, I, I think the movie's better than the show. The show was just kind of, didn't really, it didn't really hit as like the way it probably could have or should have, but I don't know. I think it's, I think the audience you're looking, you're like trying to get to for a Willow show is kind of really small too anyway. Because, mm. you know, I mean, how many people have seen the movie or remember the movie or, you know, that have wanted to watch the the show. And then there's people that do, that did like the movie that did not watch the show and have not seen it at all yet still, you know? So it's like, me. Well, you know, if there's if you have people that in, that enjoyed the movie and that still haven't seen the show, you're kind of I don't know I think you're kind of in trouble there with that one. But I watched it. I watched it all. It was, like I said, it was it wasn't the best. It wasn't I, don't, I wouldn't say it was awful, awful, but there was certain aspects where I'm like, oh, they could have done better with that. And and then like I have other little minor complaints like music choices and 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 like you know where to place the music stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, it, I think it's kind of a shame for for this guy because like, he also worked on like the solo movie, and I really enjoyed that. And I still hope we get some kind of continuation with that stuff because I would love to see, whether it be in a Disney Plus show or whatever, I would love to see that kind of continue. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. If it happens, then cool. But if not, then you know I, I'm not gonna be surprised either way if it doesn't. Yeah. Just a little bit of a little bit of clarification on that, I suppose. Because there's kind of a little bit of conflicting reports on that one. Um but anyway. The last piece of uh TV news I got here is some casting news for the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power season two. Uh they've added uh Kieran Hines, Rory Kinnear, and Tanya Moody to the cast of the show. Which I think these are all pretty pretty good names to add to your show. Um, I mean, obviously we recognize you know Kieran from like you know Rome and Game of Thrones, and you know Rory from shit like you know the the the, the more recent James Bond movies and stuff. So yeah, pretty pretty cool. I think I think Kieran definitely has the look of like you know being in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like he's got like the fantasy show kind of. He's got that presence show. about him, yeah, that kind of presence. Yeah. So yeah, he definitely fits in this. I'm very curious to see, you know, what they end up doing with the with, with them and, and all that, and uh, yeah. Especially now that like they're moving the production to the UK, whereas before it was like you know in New Zealand or you know Australia or whatever. So. See how it goes, man. See how it goes. I, I, I like season one, but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I, I kind of, I was hoping to love it because I love Lord of the Rings, but oh, we'll see. I, I always I always hope for these things to succeed because I don't want them to do bad, you know, especially for things yeah. that you like and enjoy. So I want them to just do better, you know, all the time. That's facts, dude. Like, I'm a, I'll, I'll say this, and we've said it on the show before. I'll say it again. 
I don't want things to be bad. You think I want to waste my time on things that are bad? Hell no, I want to enjoy the things I spend my time with because I want to enjoy that Lord of the Rings thing. And I, I loved it. I definitely don't want it to suck at all. I don't think it did. I, I just thought it was okay, I didn't, it did, but it didn't blow my socks off, same as DT. But like, yeah. none of us on this show or any of our friends ever want any of the things that we spend our time watching, playing, and just enjoying in general to be bad because that's just kind of like a waste of our time, right? Like, yeah. So, so, like, that's, I just wanted to say that again. Like, like remind, remind everybody out there, like, don't root for things to be bad, root for things to be good because you don't want to waste your time on bad things. You want to enjoy your time on good things, right? Straight up, man. But with that, that'll do it for our TV news. So, if you want, if you're ready for some movie to finish off our news for the week, let's uh, head let's on over it. to it. Let's let me swap the screens here. There we go. All right, what do we got first? First up. We have news that Quentin Tarantino's final film is getting ready. Uh, and it's going to be called, at least for right now, The Movie Critic. Um, he's written a script that he's planning on directing this fall. Uh, they've been saying for a long time that he's got one more movie left in him because uh, he always had the, you know, the. he's always said that he only wanted to do like 10 movies or whatever. Uh, but the movie critic is the name of the script that Tarantino wrote and is prepping to direct this fall. Uh, they describe the story as being set in 1970s LA with a female lead at its center. It's possible that the story focuses on Pauline Kael, one of the most influential critics of all time. Kale, who died in 2001, was not just a critic, but also an essayist and novelist. She was known for her uh, pugnacious fights with editors, as well as filmmakers. In the late 70s, Kale had a very brief tenure working as a consultant for Paramount, a position she accepted at the behest of actor Warren Beatty. The timing of that Paramount job seems to coincide with the setting of the script, and the filmmaker is known to have a deep respect for Kale making the odds of her being the subject of the film more likely. Uh, the studio does not, the movie, the project does not have a studio home, but it could go out to studios or buyers as early as uh, this week. Um, one frontrunner could be Sony, where Tarantino has a tight relationship with, with Tim, uh, Tom Rothman. Uh, Sony also distributed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, his last film. Uh but yeah, we'll um, we'll see. He has been saying for the longest time, like I said, that he wants to, to direct uh, 10, 10 films. Um, we'll see if he actually sticks to it and 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 you know stays true to his word. Um, because like I like Tarantino movies. I don't think I don't love them. Like like you know I don't I don't like you know nut my pants over some people. Over, over like Pulp Fiction and stuff like that. I think it's a fine movie, like it's a decent movie, but I don't like think it's the best thing ever made or anything like that. Mm. So I like I like his stuff. Like my favorite movie of his is probably Django, and then like Inglorious Bastards and you know, so on. But yeah, so I like his stuff, but I don't like super love 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 and stuff like other people do. Yeah. I also think he's I don't think he's a bit of a weird guy. He's you know, like, yeah. like, I think I think he has I think he has cool you know, like, like good movies and whatnot. He makes good movies. And he's one of those 
directors that people obviously want to see, you know, every, every time one of his movies comes out, he's one of those guys, right? Like Christopher Nolan, him. Like there's there's a few there's a few of those, you know, directors that people would just like, you know, if they're doing something, they're all they're all over it. But I'm just I'm I'm curious if he's actually like gonna stay true to his word and be like, this is I only want to do ten films. This is gonna be my last one. You know, or like, cause, cause, like, what is he? You know, what is he gonna do after? Is he really gonna be satisfied with, with just not doing movies anymore? Like, 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 what, 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 what put the idea through his mind that he's like ten is the number, and that's it. Huh? Like, I don't know. For me, this is a bit weird, but anyways. for for me, Tarantino is like hit or miss. Like, there's movies that I like that he did has done. Like, I like Pulp Fiction. I like Django, and then there's movies that I just. I despise that he's made. So, mm, uh, like, and, and they vary. Like, I, I, um, uh, so I, I really like Pulp Fiction. Obviously, kind of like you. I don't, I don't, I don't like lose my mind over it. But I think it's a, a good uh, film. Um, uh, I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so I need to see that. Uh, I like that one. I like Inglorious Bastards. I like Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs might be my favorite movie of his. But then there's also like The Hateful Eight, which I didn't like. I don't like The Hateful Eight really. Um, uh, uh, and, and yeah, and then there's some I I haven't seen from him. Right, like I haven't seen like uh, I've never really sat down and watched the Kill Bill movies. I've never seen Jackie Brown. I know like that's a pretty uh, I know some people I, like that film, so there's some I haven't yeah. seen, but yeah, 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 I gotcha. That's fair. He's hit or miss for me, fair enough. All right, fair what's enough. next, DT? Right. If we're done with it, moving on, moving on. Uh, we have news that. James Gunn is going to be officially directing Superman Legacy. So he put out in a tweet. Yes, I'm directing Superman Legacy to release on July 11th, 2025. My brother Matt told me that when he saw the release date, he started to cry. I asked him why. He said, dude, it's dad's birthday. I hadn't realized. I lost my he's and then he just goes on about like how he lost his dad and three years ago and he was his friend, you know, he was his best friend and uh you know, just his history with Superman and comics and and all that stuff. So that is uh yeah. It's pretty it's pretty cool. But he basically says that um um he was offered Superman years ago, but he initially said no because he didn't have the way. He didn't have a way and that felt unique and fun and emotional that gave Superman the dignity he deserved. But a bit, a bit less than a year ago, I saw my way in. Many centering around Superman's heritage, how both his uh, aristocratic Kryptonian parents and Kansas farmer parents inform who he is and the choices he makes. So he chose to write the script. He was hesitant to direct. Uh, but he, uh, you know, loves the script so much and he's just excited to, you know, get started on it. 
So we'll see how it goes. Um, I, I'm trying to think of like the other things he's done, like comic book movie wise. Like obviously he's done Guardians. Mm-hmm. Obviously he did uh Suicide Squad for DC and then he's you know had something to do with uh uh Peacemaker. Jeez, it took me a little bit to, to remember that. But but yeah, I, I'm I'm actually really I'm curious what his like what he his version of Superman gonna be you know um i uh i ended up watching the movie that he kind of based um i guess his or at least the 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 image or or the that he's kind of going for and i didn't really love that too much but I mean, you know, it's going to be more of a, it isn't going to be the exact same thing. So I, um, hoping that, you know, it's something, something different than that. But we'll see. I, yeah, I'm not sure what, how, how that's, uh, how that'll go, but I can, I, as we was mentioned earlier, I can only hope for the best, right? Yeah. All right. We have some gladiator news. Some gladiator uh casting news here. And we got two actors in talks to join the sequel. So first off we have uh Barry Keegan, who you guys may recognize uh as uh being in the Eternals and he was also in the Batman. And Plenty of other things, um, but he's in talks to join the sequel to the 2000 historical epic that starred Russell Crowe as Maximus, uh, movie that won Best Picture as well. Um, the sequel will be starring uh, Paul Mescal, who'll be playing Lucius, the son of Lucilla. And the nephew of uh, Commodus. Um, if Keegan, uh, the Keegan deal makes it through, he'll be playing a character named Emperor uh, uh, Geta, who was an actual Roman emperor. Although the story sequel is not based on true events, but he will be playing the actual, you know, uh, character mm. or the person rather. Um, and then the other person that is in talks to join is Denzel Washington. He's in negotiations to reteam with Ridley Scott on the Gladiator sequel. They previously worked together on the 2007 movie American Gangster. Um, this one I think is gonna would be pretty interesting. Like, imagine fucking Denzel Washington and fucking Gladiator. Like, that'd be nuts. Dude. <laughs> I like Denzel. So I, I like him him being in the movie. I just like Denzel. Uh. So yeah, so far, I mean, if they get these guys into the cast, I think this this cast is gonna have a pretty 
solid start, man. Because uh, I hadn't seen anything Paul Mescal was in, but I watched After Sun finally, and he was really good in that. So mm-hmm. I think they, they, you know, him as the main dude is gonna be. Uh, I think it's, it's a good choice. So I need to watch him more stuff, but you know, having seen him in that, I'm like, okay, it's not bad. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely be uh, keeping an eye on more news with that. I like Denzel as well. I think he'll be. I think he'll be a, an incredible addition to this. They can get him. Um, but uh, yeah, one last thing here for movie news, which is uh, Chad Chad Stileski talking about uh, the Ghost of Tsushima film, and he says that interest in the movie has increased following The Last of Us. So, uh, in a recent interview, he said that um, uh, interest in the Ghost of Tsushima film is growing thanks to the massive success and quality of of the HBO series. So he says, uh, I hope so. The Last of Us shines a further light on the upcoming video game adaptations. Rainbow Six, Ghost of Tsushima, I'm working on. Both are fantastic projects that I really hope come to fruition. But Ghost, it's got an interesting, it's got an amazing story. It's the anti-samurai samurai movie. It's got great thematics. We have a lot of, we have a lot of the push on that and a lot of interest because The Last of Us pushing that. Yes, the curse of the video game, the movie is kind of lifted. It can be done. You just got to give it love and attention. And Ghost, so probably all the other video game movies in development, I think that's the one that's going to land. So I think that's uh yeah, there's a there's a video of, you know that they have uh it's like a fifteen well probably longer than that but they interviewed him about John Wick chapter four and they asked him about uh, you know the movie which hey man that's exciting I I I as I was playing Ghost Tsushima I'm like this could be a fucking movie it's so good mm-hmm. you know? so I hope they do it well I hope they they treat it right and. Man, if they do it as well as they did the uh, the Last of Us, then that movie's gonna be phenomenal. So I can't wait. I'm very excited. Yeah, I love Ghost of Tsushima a lot. All right, I guess since all the news, ADT is that everything? That is our news for the week, man. Unless you got anything else to throw in here before we uh, end our news for this week. No, guys. That's going to do it for the news. We are going to take a quick break. I need to go potty. And then uh, we'll be right back with the the authority in the second half of the show. We talk about the comics that we read this past week. That'll be a fun, interesting discussion. I'm curious to DT's thoughts. And I want to give you guys some of my own thoughts on that as well. So we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. I'll put some music on for you guys, run some ads just for the break, and then we'll be right back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Clockwork Cantina. Hope you enjoyed your little breaks there. I know I had to had to had to have a little quick restroom break, but we're back now. All right, guys, we're going to move into our main topic here, which is uh, DT and I have gotten into the last... I don't know, last little bit. I, I, I don't want to say it's new because we've done it a couple times now. Uh, where we get, we read some comics every, yeah, 
every little while, which we're, I think is something, something we're going to try to do more, even more of in the future. Yeah, too. it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I want to definitely do more of that in the future. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy reading comics, so we, yeah. we got a, a lot of ones we could do as well. So, What's nice about uh, it is, like, yeah. I know DT and I really don't have time for novels as much, but we do have time for comics because comics are are not nearly as long as a fucking long ass book. So, <laughs> um, uh, so it's cool that we get to kind of get the best of both worlds a little bit. We get, we get to do some reading. We get to, it, it has to do with our interests. Right. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, it could be future movies and things and TV shows and all that kind yeah. of stuff, uh, to, to get to hop in and, and do some of it. And, uh, we did something, that we hadn't done before, which is the authority. Um, and we split it in half. Originally, we were going to read all of them. And then we were like, that's a lot. That's so a we, lot. Yeah, we split it in half. And uh, to be honest with you, the place where we cut it off. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Way yes. To cut it. When I when we when we when I got to the last issue, last page of that issue, I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is per- yeah. this worked out perfectly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a perfect, perfect end stopping point to. Uh, uh-huh. To to end it on, because yeah, we were like I like she was saying, we're originally gonna do the all twenty nine, but like that's a lot of comics to read. Mm-hmm. So doing the it's first twelve here at this point, perfect stopping point, worked out super well. Uh, we'll do a part two eventually down the line, but yeah, the, these these first twelve issues we're gonna we're, we're gonna go ahead and talk about. Yeah. So, so go ahead, Josh. I, I just wanted to do the thing we always do, which is, did you like what you read? Like, were there parts of it you didn't like? Like, Because, like, every four issues is an arc, right? Mm-hmm. So, I can say for me, sp- a little spoilers for you guys, I hated the first four issues of this comic. <laughs> I actually was like, how am I going to get through this? I- am I going to hate this the whole time? Uh, but... I'm I'm really glad I kept going with it because it changed in yeah. issue five on how I felt about it. So how did you feel, DT? That that was just I, I'll go in depth on that as we continue the discussion about what I didn't like about those first four issues. But how about you? So yeah, the first twelve issues of the Authority were divided into three four issue story arcs. We have the Circle, Shift Shapes, and Outer Dark, and that was a run. Uh, the 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 Ellison hitch run, right? The first twelve issues. So, I, unlike you, I was kind of on board from the start. So mm. I, I'm so I'm curious to kind of hear your thoughts on why you hated the first like first arc because I like going into it. I didn't realize that we we're gonna be jumping into arcs like this. I was like, oh, cool, we were doing this thing and then this thing, and I was kind of on board with from the start though. Like I said, because. Mm-hmm. The thing that kind of threw me off though was like all the comic booky jargon that they have in this at times, where it's like, "Here's this thing you've never heard of," and they're traveling at the fucking sound wave speed of fucking yes. three. I'll be honest with you. The fuck. That's one of the things I hated <laughs> those first four issues. Is I hated a lot of that. They do a they do that's an awful a lot. lot of that in this. Yeah. Uh. Um. um but yeah, it's like so. So anyway. This is like um after the Stormwatch stuff because the because the authority is a is a team 
that was created after Stormwatches ended. And um yeah, uh Jenny Sparks is the the kind of leader that that guy that leads us through this these uh these 12 issues here. But um yeah, what are you, what are you gonna say, Josh? Did you were saying something? Uh no, no, no. You can continue. You can continue on. My my, my discussion uh-huh. could come later, sorry. So we have so we have the team. Uh We have the team here that consists of Apollo, the Sun King, or Apollo, who who is the Sun King, the Midnighter, who is the Knight's bringer of war, the Engineer, who is the Maker, the Doctor, known as the Shaman, Jack Hawksmore, who is the God of the Cities, Swift, the Winged Huntress, and Jenny Sparks, the Spirit of the 20th Century. So that is our main... That is our roster here. Those are our main characters that we follow through these, you know, several arcs. And uh, for me, the thing was when when we when I first started when I first started reading this was, um, I got to get used to new characters. I got to learn the names. Then we have like side characters like Jackson King and Christine Trelane that you got to learn. And and I was kind of. I was thrown off too because at the beginning they mentioned New York City. I'm like, that's usually a Marvel thing where they talk about the real life cities. But originally this wasn't like DC, DC. Yeah. It was like Wildstorm, you know? So that makes sense why they're like mentioning real life cities and other stuff as opposed to like, you know, DC proper where they're like, here's, you know, Central City and Metropolis and Gotham and all this other shit, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm really curious to hear your to hear you speak on why what what like why you didn't like that first yeah, arc. Okay. Yeah, go go for it, man. So if we want to talk about this, we'll get into it in here in a minute. I'll say on the first arc is I feel like it tries really hard. It tries super hard and it leans in hard on comic book uh corny. Like hmm. it felt so cheesy and corny. I literally I messaged Majin, and Majin is our, our comic book guy and just our general friend and plays video games, streams, all that stuff. Make sure you check him out, Majin Sean. Um, uh, I'm like, I feel like this is just the dumbest comic book panel I've ever seen, and I sent him a photo of it, and it's of the, the Kaizen Gamora guy. He's just low, Gamora, throwing his head yeah. back la- and laughing, and I'm like, this is so fucking corny. I don't know if I'm going to get through this. Uh, uh, I and he's like, yeah, this is peak corny. So like, it was just so. Oh my goodness, it just felt so. So I don't know. I just I, I was like, I don't know. I'm gonna have to message Daniel, and I'm gonna be like, I don't know if I can finish this if this is the whole comic books because it is killing me just reading some of it. Um, uh, and I don't know why it's that first four issues are like that for me. It definitely changes in episode five, but like, I I, I posted another one where he's like. One of the characters is like, where do you come from? And one of the dialogues, I don't know how I'm going to read this on stream and just not lose my fucking mind at it. He says, where did you come from? And he says, daddy did a bad thing with mommy and nine months later. I'm like, who the fuck writes that? That's so bad. I wrote that in my notes too because I was dying when I read that shit. I was like, we got to mention that. That shit was hilarious. I was like, oh no. I was like, it's 24 issues of this? Oh. 
And it feels very... Uh, I think this was before The Boys, but it made me think of The Boys, um, uh, the show, because I've never read The Boys comic, but uh, it, it, made, it kind of felt kind of like that. And I was like, man, I, I, I don't know. That, that, those first four issues for me were just very corny, very miss. I didn't like a lot of the dialogue. It's just super. They're throwing all these gigantic words. We're surfing the bleed uh, in the... In the yeah. in the in the fucking uh, parallel worlds, but we're also in this world, and it's just it's just like it just throws a lot at you, and it feels very trying really hard to sell me on this on this on these first four issues, and I think it tries so hard that it almost misses. That changes in the in the in the next in issue five. Um, I feel like they kind of lay off of it. It's not nearly as corny as those first four, and I got back on board and actually. And actually start to like it, but man, I don't know what it was like. Uh, that 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 really just I just did not like those first four issues. That it was just super corny. I wasn't a big fan of the writing. Uh, the the main villain feels like I'm a a stereotype. Uh, uh, that is not like good at all. And I'm just like, man, I. Uh, so I, I was like, are there 24 issues with this guy's the villain? Because my God, if there are, I don't know how I'm going to make it. So I'm kind of um, uh, kind of glad that the art kind of ends. Also, DT, I think your camera is uh, frozen for me. Um, I don't oh, know what weird. happened. Um, but yeah, it, it was a little... A little, little rough. A little rough for me. Obviously, I, I do like there being new characters. Um, but I think that also is like the biggest reason I gave it a chance is because it's like, I need to give them time to grow on me. I don't really know them where they're coming from. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know nothing about them at all. And so I was like, I, I was like, I wish this comic kind of kind of tells me who they are and kind of what they do. And it does at times kind of do that. But they do it in like such a uh, not a clumsy way. It's like I am the engineer. I have a bunch of nano machines in my blood. Like ninety percent of my blood is replaced with these robot things. And I'm like, man, I feel like there's a more subtle way <laughs> to, to explain it to me than that. But uh, you know, those first four issues were were really rough. I do have a favorite character, and I'm gonna save that for later on in the discussion. Okay. Uh. Because I'm kind of curious if you have one too, and I, but I don't want to talk about that quite yet. But what about you, DT? What what really like appealed to you? Where I had issues with the first four, what was it about those first four that kind of grabbed you more? Like, so for me, like I'm, I agree with you on the dialogue. You know, there's like the carrier moves to the Devonconic realm at the speed of 25 dreams per second. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no. you're like, God damn, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, what the shit is going on here? Uh, I think. So for me, what I did like was the fact that like it was all uncharted new territory. Yeah, it's like all, all of this is new. I'm not familiar with damn near any of this. Mm -mm. Um, I I recognized Kaizen Gamora because he was in Young Justice, I believe. Um, so I remember that. Uh, and him, he was a little bit of a cornball villain, but like in or at least in these these comics, but like. 
I don't know. I was just like, well, we'll you know, we'll give him a chance. We'll see how this goes. He seems very like he, he says some shit. I'm trying to remember which issue it is. Uh, he's he's like, <laughs> so he's he's on like a he's like on a call with the UN negotiation team or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, he he's like basically explaining his madness because he's because he can he's like I because I am a wolf in the sh- wolf in a world of sheep because terror is the blood of life and its guiding principle I have no politics to expose through my terror no ideals to force through. Terror is its own reward. He's like very like he's a very like bad guy to be a bad guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and then also I really like learn like it was cool like them talking about the carrier and be like, oh, it's alive, you know, it's a it's a living thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um that was that was pretty cool. And then just like getting to know the team, right? Cause like like jumping into it, you don't know anything about it. So you're like, I don't know who the leader is. You know, obviously Apollo is supposed to be Superman, and the Midnighter is supposed to be Batman. And you know, I kind of caught early on. I don't know if you caught this, but I kind of caught early on that they were kind of, you know, a thing. Yeah, a couple. Because Lovers, whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mm-hmm. there's that one point where like. Midnighter checks up on him, like, and you're like, "Oh wait, you don't just do that for anybody." Yeah, but um, yeah. So they're, it's just funny how those two are supposed to basically be like Batman and Superman, and like it's pretty clear that's who they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the other characters are interesting too. Like, I like Swift; she seems cool. Jenny, I wasn't sure how to feel about her at first, but I think by the time we were done with the twelve issues, I'm like, "All right, hell yeah, Jenny." Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, the engineer, you know, Angie, she was uh pretty uh pretty interesting uh to 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 find out. Like like you said, we didn't really get to know like too much about their backstories or anything like that. Maybe we'll get to learn more of that in the second half of the next, you know, twelve issues or whatever. But um uh the trippy shit with the doctor, man, that stuff is is, is pretty nuts. Uh, uh so I'll just go ahead and tell you guys now. The Doctor is my favorite character. Like, okay. uh, as, as especially at the end of issue 12, those last four are kind of like very... So the, he takes a bigger role, I guess, kind of, a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's pretty prevalent in all the issues, but I was like, I find this character fascinating because he's got the Doctor, the Shaman, well, he kind of has two names. But he's yeah. got like all these previous like doctors and in and beings kind of like inside him. It's not really um obviously it's not super explained, uh, because it's, it's characters are kind of established. But I, I find him I find the idea of that kind of character really cool. Uh, it's like he has all this knowledge that he can pull uh, pull from from previous lifetimes. Uh so uh and like just his his power he seems like a very strong power set. Um, it's like he just unleashes this big uh, uh, barrage of magic and it just changes things around him. It's like, I think there's a point where he turns something into like a flock of bugs or something similar to that in one of the earlier issues. Um, uh, so he's kind of like, I was like, I want to know more about this character. This character seems, you know, kind of fascinating. And then by the end of issue 12, I was like, 
All right. I think this is like my favorite out of all of these characters. Dark. I obviously I do like Jenny Sparks uh, quite a bit. Um, I, fi- I find all the characters interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, in their own own ways. Um, but yeah, how about you, GT? Do you have a, a favorite? Do you have one that stands out like a favorite an absolute character? Favorite? Um, like one above um, others. I don't know I'm if I curious. do. I think I liked. I think I liked every. Like I liked the, um, like, seeing some of the stuff that like, uh, Apollo and and the Midnighter and Jack would do. You know, kind of some of the cool stuff they would they were doing. But I don't know if I have like a like a favorite character. I got you. I think I just like seeing them as a unit together. I don't know if I had like a specific particular favorite. Um, do you do you do you do you like anybody's power set more than any of the others? Like, uh, um, I kind think of like Jack how has, I think Jack has a really cool power set. Like, yeah, to be like the like just like when he uh fucking kills the Albion dude. Mm-hmm. Um, in issue, I forget which one it is. It's in the second arc. Um, but like, he's in like, the city and like pops yeah, up, just fucking punches right through it. <laughs> So Jack and the Midnighter are fighting Regis, who's like the main bad guy of the second arc. And like Apollo's trying to hold off, you know, trying to defend Europe while, you know, all they're being under attack by the Albion, which dude, the, the whole concept of the Albion was was kind of wild. They're like a all parallel universe Britain. I found that I found that shit. very interesting. Yeah. But like also, they're also like aliens, you know? Like fucking it's, dark it's, too. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. That, that second arc is. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I was reading some of this. Like, damn. It's this like, didn't is... this guy have children? I'm hungry. I'm like, what the fuck? He's gonna eat this dude's kids. Whole, That's terrible. Like, <laughs> him. I mean, the way Jenny described what he wanted to do too. I was like, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Jack when when and him and the Midnighter are are engaged in Regis and they're fighting. And like Regis just talks mad shit against both Jack and the Midnighter as he's beating the shit out of them. And then Jack is like, you know what? We're all sick of you. And he fucking like bursts from under the city and like splits him in half and shit. I was like, God damn. His power set's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was like, like I- there was like no fight fight. I mean, there's a fight. Obviously, he's fighting the the Midnighter, right? So yeah. that's kind of the fight. But Jack's like I'll just fucking kill you. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with these guys. They're like, they're like heroes, but they, they, uh, you know, they do things sometimes in a not so heroly way. Like, there's like collateral damage, I think, in, uh, was it the, is it that, that first arc or is it the Albion one? I think it's in a couple of them. Uh, well, anyway, I, th- I think they of- mentioned it in the first one for sure. Cause they're like He's definitely like yeah. Uh, what what's the word they use? Like, what's the collateral damage? Like, what's the numbers? Like, at some point, I think Jenny asks somebody, yeah. or somebody asks somebody. So they, there's obviously like, and how could there not be? I mean, let's be real. Like, they're the things that are happening and the things that they're fighting are just so large that nobody could stop. You know, from there being casualties or friendly forces taken out, like. The authority deals with massive city-threatening threats. Yeah, so when they're saving LA in the first arc, they manage to contain it, but they're like, oh, we saved, you know, 
but they're like, hey, we saved more people than we killed, so we you know, count that as count that as a win, <laughs> a basically, win. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know they, uh, oh, one of my one of the things I found really cool that they can do is they can like transmit frequencies that like anyone can understand. Yeah, like, that I think is a really cool thing that they do. They're like you know broadcasting on all frequencies, so anyone can, everyone can understand or whatever. They trans translated like yeah. to any language. That I think is one of the cooler things that they can do. Um, just like through the carrier or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was like kind of neat at the beginning of the second arc. I think it was like the sixth issue where you kind of see Jenny like through the years explaining the Albion. Like we see her like in the 1920s and then like the 50s and then we go back into, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the, the 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 present time, which at the time was 1999. Also, hey, Nicole, how you doing? What's up, Vixie? Hi, Vixie. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, which which like. Jumping a little ahead a little bit, did you see the whole Jenny thing coming? Because when they were like counting down the specific days and everything, and like even even before the doctor found out, I kind of figured that was gonna be the case. Yeah. And the big the, the big giveaway of that is he's the spirit of the 20th century, right? Yes. And we're like we're in 1999. This is about the end. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of like caught I caught wind of that like pretty. I definitely pretty saw that coming. Too. I was like. It makes sense for a lot of reasons, uh, because when you when you first establish uh, a group of heroes, right, they always have an established leader, and then they'll they'll almost always be an upset to that at some point. And comics are monthly; it's over a p long period of time. They definitely plant those seeds pretty early on that is, Jenny is not going to be uh, around forever. So, especially because of, like, the spirit of the 20th century thing, like you said. So, it definitely is, like, I think it does it in a way that if you're not paying super close attention, you don't notice it. You don't think about it until until the later issues. Obviously, yeah, where it's the, made pretty blunt. Uh, yeah, when the doctor talks to her and she's like, shut up, man. Just help me get, help me make it through the day and get this done, you know? Mm -hmm. We got to make it through the day. It's my birthday. We got to get through this. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I think that I think they do that pretty well actually. I think that's some good writing. Like they they reference it early enough that if you're paying attention, you can kind of put it together. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of cool. There's a lot of cool little little tidbits in here. Like you know, just they they basically have no allegiance to any one country in particular or any agency or anything like that. They're just like we go around the world, we save everybody. You know. Mm-hmm. They're in like Europe, like in fucking Berlin and Oslo and you know, Finland and Iceland and like they're you know, all over the LA, they're all you know, UK, they're all over the damn place. Um saving everybody. Um did you have like a favorite like well I don't I don't know if favorite is the right word, but like of all the like side characters, like all the you know, secondary characters, anybody that stood out to you? Particularly, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, like maybe Jackson or Christine or fucking Lorenzo, fucking her, Jenny's ex. 
Not really. Like they don't really Envy. like. Yeah, they, they, that's fair because they don't really get a whole lot of time to do anything. Yeah, that's right? the thing, no. right? It's like not, not a lot, lot of time for them to shine. Yeah, it definitely focuses on like more of the the main characters, you know, the authority, which you know, the comics are called the authority, so it makes sense. Um, but no, yeah, I just I was wondering if maybe you had somebody that like stood out or, or you know was memorable in one way or the other. But, uh, no, that's fair. No, no, nothing for me. How about you? Anybody, any of those that grab you? Um, not particularly, but it was like interesting seeing Regis talk to Ingvi and then like at the same time, like hearing the kind of backstory of like uh Jenny with Lorenzo and all that kind of stuff. So, I guess the second arc, the one with the Albion, they had kind of more interesting kind of secondary characters. Out of mm-hmm. any of the other ones, um, so yeah, probably that. Um, so of the three like arcs, you would say the last one is probably your favorite one, or the, the one you like the most. Um, or or the second one, because clearly like we, the, we, we know you didn't like. Yeah, the first you know one. how I feel about the first one. <laughs> um, I think I like the second one a little more because I find the idea of Albion fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. the in-game plan of it is horrifying, but I find the, 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 um, the whole layout of it, uh, interesting, the whole alternate yeah. reality parallel universe type deal is, is interesting. Um, but I like the doctor in the last arc a lot. Um, gotcha. okay. uh, so there's definitely parts I like from both of those arcs, uh, quite a bit, but if I, the overall arc, I like the second arc the more. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was interesting how they, like, introduced and, and, like, explained that whole second arc with the Albion. I do think Sliding Albion is a weird-ass name to call him, yeah. but, you know, you know, I don't know. I've never made a comic book. I've never done anything like that, so. Uh, but I do think it was interesting how they did it, because, like, they start off, like, I think the fifth issue was, like, we're in Albion, and here's, you know, this, like, pompous-ass British dude talking about, you know, they want to, you know, whatever the fuck. Like he's, he's just being like an, he's being a jackass. And then, uh, you know, Regis tells Ingvi, you know, Albion is his, and they're going to war. And like his whole, his whole thing is like, you know, he wants to keep keep the blue alive, right? Like he mm-hmm. wants to, he wants to ma- ensure that his, that his blue peoples are are, are staying strong, because like. I think at one point he talks to Ingvi and he's like, uh, you know, we're we're kinda we're 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 going strong, but like, you know, the blue is dying out or whatever. So he's trying to you know they're a dying civilization pretty much. The human bursts are up, but the blue is dying. And you know, Jenny kind of recognizes that, you know, all we I I know I know exactly who these people are and I know what they're doing. You know, like we're being being invaded by an alternate earth. And I think they did a good way of like kind of, you know, uh, showing the progress of, of kind of where we were heading to in, in that arc. Cause I was like, I was very like kind of confused and, but in, in like intrigued at the same time at the beginning, I'm like, what's going on here with this? Um, and and yeah, the way they explain it too, like on the carrier when Jenny's like, "Oh, they're you know humanoid aliens and European royalty, you know, breeding in the 1500s," and you know, 
by the early 20th century they you know got a fusion you know kind of culture with the two in england and they call it sliding albion and they're an imperialist society and you know all that kind of stuff and they you know are like you know breaching through the bleed and trying to looking for new earths to conquer or whatever right mm-hmm. um so yeah that that kind of stuff was was uh was interesting and they like kept like revealing stuff after another you know that was they did good with with, with that um uh but yeah man that last arc though i think was like in terms of like what we're fighting against, I thought it was kind of like this is this is a, a weird enemy. It's like a big we're fighting like, God. <laughs> yeah, we're we're fighting a God, and it's like <laughs> so massive and giant. And it's head towards Earth, and it's shooting off little tentacle fucking monster things. So. And I gotta be real; those things look like flying turds. Okay, like I was like, I know, I'm like, what is the point? Who drew this? Like. Like, uh, I was like, who thought this was a good design? Like, or did they do it on purpose? Like, I think even one of the co- characters mentions in dialogues that it looks like a giant floating <laughs> fucking turd. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. I was like, this is... There are some things in this comic that just have me like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there is a lot of weird shit in these comics. <laughs> but overall, I think I... I like them more than I dislike them. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have too much to dislike. It's just like, like you no, were saying thing. earlier, a lot of the comic book jargon that they use in here is kind of like off, like puts you off at some points and like, well, shit, like, what does that mean? You know? Uh, or, or what the hell are they even trying to say here at, at this point? Um, uh, but, uh, no, yeah, it was cool seeing like Angie kind of like, between her and the doc, like, kind of calm down the carrier. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, Angie's like, oh, she just needed reassurance, you know? Like, because the carrier doesn't want to move, leave, be- you know, yeah. from Earth's orbit or whatever. And like, the, the ship is kind of its own character. It just, you never have dialogue. Yeah. With it. Like, it has, like, thoughts and feelings, and it's just as much a member as anybody also, else, I feel. Dude, <laughs> the fact that it's powered by a caged baby universe, I was like, what? That's the pretty cool. F- Fuck, that is insane. That is like nuts. That was nuts as hell, but uh yeah. It it is cool, but damn, that was wild. Um and as they're like flying through this through the veins of the god or whatever as they say. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, it's it's cool of them like Jenny trying to figure out like uh, you know, did somebody give me a map of this thing? I want the organs and the hearts, the brains, or anything. And then fucking, you know, Swift or you know Shen, she's like, uh, takes a minute. She's like sensing everything. Oh, this thing's got like four thousand hearts. She's like, uh, okay, well, uh, Yankees, you're gonna have to figure something out. And I like that the Midnighter was the one that'd be like, yo, you think we're just gonna be able to come in here and and not like. You know, like what kind of weapons do we have? Because we're gonna be basically fighting antibodies. Because we're, you know, and, you know, trying to fight the immune system. You know, we're like, we're like a we're like a virus inside this thing right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like how he's the one that thinks of it. It's like, 
We're yeah. just going to go inside this thing. I'm sure it'll be a breeze. Like, are you fucking nuts? That would not be how this is. Exactly. You're going to be I, antibodies. I, I love how I like, he, yeah, you can say he was the one that, that brought it up. Uh-huh. I like how there's also like, it has a parasitic infection, and maybe that's gonna attack us. You Dude, know? when they when they got to the tapeworm city thing, I was like, "Oh mm-hmm. man, that would be terrible." Mm-hmm. To have to like, you're like, "All right, cool, we're in this thing, and we're gonna try to kill it." And oh, look at that! There's fucking parasitic tapeworms all over the damn place, and they're flying towards us. And then they communicate with them with the with the ship thing. Yeah, with, with the with the frequency thing again. Yeah, which, I, which again is so fucking. I thought cool that was pretty cool. Do. I was like, yeah. hey, they're going to, I said, okay, maybe there's not antibodies. They're going to have to fight these things. And then they send out the frequency thing. And then it was like, uh, it was like, oh, they stopped attacking. And then it's like, oh, here come the antibodies. There are antibodies. Yeah. We're going to fight yeah. those. <laughs> and then, what like, a wild doctor, comic. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and the doctor's like trying to, he's like, I could trace the neural electricity back to the brain. It's like falling in air. It's like falling airship lights, you know, keep going towards the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was uh what a what a weird what a weird fucking comic series, man. But it but it, like there is some really cool stuff in it too though. Mm-hmm. Like just seeing like the doctor or the you know the shaman talk to like all the previous you know doctors or shamans or whatever the hell that was, all that trippiness was, was that's, pretty that's pretty, pretty wild. Cool. And then, like, you know, obviously at this point, we know that Jenny's, you know, not, she don't got a lot of time left. She's running out of time, man. But, yeah. you know, she's like, I, you know, it took me a long time to figure out what my purpose was, but I, I finally figured out it's to save the earth. And I like that, like, those panels where, like, her eyes light up and she's like, this world is mine. And, you know, she fries the fucking thing and, you know, she dies in Jack's arms being like, you know, be seeing you and all that. When, you know, this is we end with the end of Jenny and well we end with Jenny in the twentieth century ending is, is how it is. And it's mm-hmm. pretty I thought the ending was, was, was really cool and really well done. Um but uh that last no, page I, though I, that last page is pretty good. I was like, oh, yeah, this is. Yeah. I was like, this is where we're gonna end. Oh, that's so good. I was like, that's so. Yeah, it so was. That's why when when I, when I finished reading, I was like, oh, what a perfect place. What a perfect stopping point. Like those first twelve issues. What a, what a great, great end to our part one here, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that at the end of this issue, I'm very curious to see where it, they go after this without you know Jenny. Um, like who's gonna step up and be the leader after this, right? Like, mm. are are we going to have more people added to the team or are they going to stick with what they got? Like, you know, I'm, I'm very curious about where we go from here. Um, so I have to say that for me, I'm actually like, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to reading the rest of the, this run and yeah. seeing where we go from here, man. I'm how, definitely how about it after the first 12. So after the first 12, obviously I was lukewarm on those first four, but after I, I, I gave it its chance and it's due, I am interested in, in seeing the rest of the issues uh, and the next, uh, where we go from from here. Uh, if I had a, a, some complaints here, like, they'd be small complaints, like, 
maybe it's just because it's comics and they can't spend a lot of time in here. I feel like they win too easy sometimes. Like, but they are obviously very. I can I can understand that. Like, they're like, very the, strong. When I, I was reading I mean. this, I was like, oh, some of the stuff was a little too convenient, you know? Mm. Like, right? But but I but but yeah, I mean, they're they're like super strong beings, and they you know, we we have, you know. F- three arcs that we got to get through and you got to kind of wrap it up some way and they got to they're heroes right so they got to win somehow and Even i don't if think it isn't like perfect but they still you know they still got to make it out i also don't think the main point of the comic either is like them fighting and winning it's not that cut type of comic it's more like about them you know and like them personally how they they're doing things and like how things are affecting them necessarily more than like here's this big villain that's gonna destroy the world all right it's comic books that's gonna happen in every issue with the, with characters as strong as the authority everything that's gonna come along is gonna try to destroy the world because they're just that powerful like how do you get any more powerful than that so um and i i'm curious to to what the next uh 12 will hold i'm curious if it's gonna be like is this gonna be more galaxy or planet threatening um bad guys or is there going to be internal strife with the team uh are there going to be like other heroes that come along that they're going to clash with is it going to take on a more not as much as a this is a world threat as much as a a personal uh threat to like each character you know like dealing with more of like who they are as people and heroes more than like we're just here to fight the big bad guys all the time you know like because I feel like it could easily go that way, especially with how um, collateral damage heavy they are at times and how much uh, yeah. that they are not a troubled team, but there's a lot of characters on the team and they all have uh, their own backstories and their own issues. Like the doctor was a former drug addict and now he's this the doctor, the shaman with all these people inside him, you know. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of curious to who, who will go. um uh how that will go further as we go into more i also want to see more um of some of the other characters like i feel like we got a lot of uh, of jack and the midnighter and apollo in this issue and not as much in, in these issues and not as much as like uh uh a uh, 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 brain fart dying um oh also we got a lot of the engineer i feel like swift we didn't get a lot i don't feel like we got a lot of swift in the swift, in these yeah, issues she's kind of like she kind of like stayed in the carrier and like you know didn't really yeah do a whole lot. So I would like really. to see her kind of get a little bit more time to to shine because I feel like she didn't get much really personally. Um, uh, we went forward, so maybe she'll get some more. Uh, some more. Uh, storylines. Um. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, see, I'm looking at the the members here. Just that I have a list up. I was like, well, it feels like most of these people got a moment to shine here, except for Swift. So I don't feel like Swift really got a whole lot. So kind of hope she gets more. Um. Uh, but overall, yeah, wild wild comics. Uh, 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 uh that I. I'm glad I gave it a chance. I'm glad I didn't stop after four issues. I'm glad I didn't go to Daniel and be like, listen, you read them all. 
And you can sit there and talk about them, and I'll just sit there and give input because I don't know if I can read all these or not after those first and four you, issues. You gotta read, even if you didn't like them, you gotta read through it. And you just need to shut up afterwards, man. I don't know if I could ever make it through it or not if it kept up like that, but I'm glad I gave it a chance. Um, it's a little rough. Uh, those first four for, for me, maybe not for everybody, but for me, it was a little rough. Um, uh, I'd give it a recommendation to people. Check it out. Um, uh, and if you don't like those first four issues, it kind of turns around in issue five. If you're like me, if you like those first four issues, you're probably gonna like the rest of it up to 12 because I haven't read past that. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to talk about. DT, do you have anything else? I, I, the uh, we didn't talk about the art really, the art doesn't really blow me away or anything. It's from the 90s, so uh, from 1999, so it's a little. Not the best, but it's not terrible, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't didn't stand out to me in any in like a bad way or or you know, mm-hmm. really like in a good way. It was just like, all right, it looks, it's it's fine, it works. I don't, you know. It wasn't like the last uh, comics we read where I was like, man, the art on this page is amazing. That's totally different. That's a totally different set bag of of heroes and makers of those comics. But yeah. Um... But yeah, I'm just uh, I, I enjoyed the first twelve issues. Uh, I'm glad we finally got to meet these characters, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of know more about them. Uh, so now, whenever they pop up in other things, I know who they are. I I know their names. I know their power sets and abilities, and you know what what they do, what they don't do. Uh, yeah. Um. Cause yeah, there's gonna be a film with these guys, right? Like uh, yeah, that's that's kind of one of the reasons why, why we the main reason it. why we wanted to check this out. Cause the authority is gonna be a part of James Gunn's new you know DCU, and I'm like, well, you know, we don't really know too much about these guys, so let's kind of, even though we're a few years away, why not kind of just check them out and see what they, you know, what what we're kind of getting getting ourselves into here, but um. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I w- I wasn't expecting them to kind of split in between a few arcs, but I guess that makes sense. I mean, the comic books, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. I you know, um, but yeah, I, overall, I would say that I enjoyed them. Uh, I was on board from the beginning. Uh, I liked where we stopped here for the first twelve. Very curious to see where we go after this with you know if we're going to add anybody to the team or if we're going to keep the same team or, you know, now that we're not in the nineties anymore, like how they're all going to, you know, you know, respond to the, you know, two thousands and and the new fucking, you know, the new era that they're going to be in, uh, and all that kind of stuff, you know? So yeah, all that's going to be pretty, uh, pretty interesting to, cover and get through and and i'm kind of curious one of the things that i'm curious about is when they kind of started incorporating these guys more into dc yeah like what at what point does that happen because i've really looked into it or anything like that but like i said earlier this this kind of version of them is still the wild storm kind of version so it's not really it ain't like super you know it's not like dc dc but um didn't at one point I think didn't Kaizen say that he was like captured by Superman or something? Or am I wrong in that? 
I think there's something mentioned now that you say that. I think there's something that's mentioned about it, right? I think. Yeah, I think. I think I kind of remember Kaizen Kais, Gamora being like, "Oh, I was captured by Superman" or something like that. But mm. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm kind of curious how when as to when they get more incorporated into DC stuff because I know Superman does have all that kind of like stuff to do with them and uh, you know, in the future. But uh, yeah, I. I'm just, uh, you know, curious to get back to this whenever we do. I'm not sure when that'll be because we do have a couple other things we want to get to here within the next couple months. And I know that for, what is it, May, I want to do uh, some Star Wars comics for Star Wars month. Yeah. But uh definitely do want to get to this here within the, I, I, definitely at some point this year we'll, we'll, get back to it and finish the the other 12 um but yeah i don't know i just overall i i i i did like what i what i read um curious to the future of these characters and, and where they go and how they connect to the wider larger dc universe and, and you know in the following you know uh i don't know future or incarnations of these characters i don't know if they're going to do that here in this run at some point probably not but you know, either way, it's still curious to kind of read the origins of these characters, and you know, kind of what they where they came from and what they, um, uh, you know, where they started and all that. And and also, like, I haven't mentioned this at all, but like, I mentioned, well, I did, I did just say not long ago that they were kind of had something to do with Superman. If you obviously if you've seen like or some of the elite stuff the the elites are basically like patterned off of the authority because Ma- manchester black is kind of like the jenny sparks of that and like you know you can see the the similarities between the two and how they pattern the elites after after the authority which is interesting cuz i think originally they were they made the authority to just be like the and not really the anti Justice League, but like, just not you know, mm-hmm. not like quite like the Justice League, but you know, similar enough that you're like, oh, that's what they kind of tried to do with them. And, but they're like dudes that are like, you know, they do have collateral damage and they do kind of do things their own way and and and, and all that. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, a thing I would like to do. Which obviously I couldn't do. But if I had magic powers, and which DT and I do sometimes, but not to this caliber, um, is like, uh, I would like to just sit down and talk to James Gunn and just be like, what is it about the authority that appealed to you that make you want to put this in a, in a, in, in like kind of deep dive into it? Like, what is it about these comics that kind of grabs you about these? And obviously probably not maybe in these first 12 issues. Maybe it's later on and, and further down the road that kind of grabbed him in it. But I, I was genuinely curious to like just uh, to have like an interview with him just to be like, man, what is it about this that that appealed to you that made you want to do this to 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 be for it to be one of the things slated for the new vision of DC? You know, like, I feel like that'd be a cool conversation to have as I was reading this and all the weird shit in it. I'm like, James Gunn loves weird shit. I can see why he likes this because he mm-hmm. this has a bunch of weird shit in it. He likes all that weird. I mean, look at Guardians and. 
you know, the suicide squad. He likes more of the like lesser known, like weirder kind of things, you know? Like Yeah. And this definitely has a lot of that. So I'm like, oh, I can see why he likes this this fucking thing. Even in just those twelve issues. I can only imagine where we go from the next twelve, you know? Yeah. All right. Um, I don't have any more to add to this discussion. I do not believe DT. Do you have anything else that you want to bring up or chat about with the authority? Um, I don't think so. I think we kind of skimmed over everything slightly. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think. I think we can. I think we can call it there, man. All right. We pretty much went over it. All right, gang, that's going to do it for the show, I believe. I appreciate all of you guys that came by as usual. We're going to go ahead and do our goodbye screens. DT, I'm going to throw her over to you. You're up. All right, friends. Thank you guys for watching, listening, hanging out. Uh, be back next week uh, with, a, with a retro rewind. Uh, I think it's going to be a movie that I've never seen or even heard of before. Uh, it was josh's pick um i believe it is this this month okay yeah um so that'll be you know we'll check that out and see how it goes um and uh yeah we're almost uh we're almost done with the month which is crazy another another month almost over uh coming up for me i like i said i'm gonna be wrapping up yakuza zero tomorrow so come check that out we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there and then wednesday i might start something new we'll see thursday i have a co-stream with uh, a friend which i've got to talk to her about a little bit here to figure out the exact details of that but we're gonna be playing sons of the forest so if you're into that Come check it out. It's going to be a fun time. I'm sure of it. Uh, so don't miss out on that. Uh, other than that, yeah, go follow me on all the things you see on the sidebar here. Got the YouTube, which I just uploaded, you know, the official uh, story trailer for Jedi Survivor. The reaction to that, go check it out. Um, what else? I've been the Yakuza, you know, playthrough has been going up and. All the videos of the cantina go up there. Obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, then you obviously know that. But oh uh, yeah, go you know go check out all the things, man. And we'll be back next week. Thank you guys. We'll see you later. Bye bye. Peace out. Hi guys. Uh, as always, I appreciate everybody that's hanging out with us uh, for the show. Uh, love and appreciate you guys. Um, coming up for me, I might stream some WWE 2K23 GM mode on stream. We did some of that last year's game. Um, if you're like, Josh, it's wrestling. I don't want to watch that. Trust me. Some of the funniest shit can happen when you're watching it happen. Like, no joke. If we... Something happened. I was streaming it in Discord the other night. Somebody went through a table and just started spinning in the middle of the, of the ring. And we just busted out laughing. It's just some of the funniest stuff. So that might actually end up happening this this next week. Here on the channel. Um... Yeah, uh, my uh, reaction to uh, Jedi Survivor trailer is also up on my YouTube, so make sure to check that out. Um, uh, thank you to DT for, as always, being my awesome co-host of this awesome podcast that we've been doing for an awesome long time now. Um, 
so yeah, thank you to everybody that showed up. Uh, and that is gonna do it. Uh, I am gonna throw the Twitch stream to somebody else. So stick around for that, and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye, everybody.